0: Hi, this is Pastor Bob Yandian. What if you didn't have the Holy Spirit to guide you, or you just couldn't hear from Him at that moment, or he really wasn't speaking to you? What if you couldn't think of a scripture? How would you make a decision? There's something else the Word of God has to tell you, and I know you're excited about it already, but I'm not gonna tell you. You have to join me in the broadcast today. For more than 40 years,
1: Bob Yandian has been an expositor of the Bible, making seemingly complicated doctrine easy to understand. Grab your Bible, and something to take notes with and study the Word of God with Pastor Bob Yandian.
0: Hello and welcome again to Student of the Word with Pastor Bob Yandian. I'm gonna take a couple of days and talk about the life we had before God and probably one of the greatest guides you have in your life besides the Holy Spirit. Say, oh, it's the Word of God. Well, kinda it's the Word of God, but it's your own integrity that your integrity can be there even when the Holy Spirit's not speaking or you can't think of a scripture right off the bat. You might ask yourself this, what would integrity do in this situation? And that's why I'm taking this from my book on Proverbs. My book on Proverbs, uh, many of the things I'll talk about come directly from my book on the book of Proverbs. Of course, I didn't write Proverbs, but I did write my book on it. And this is the offer that we're offering today for you. And I think it's gonna be a great blessing to you. Uh, Turn with me to Proverbs chapter 11. We're gonna take a look at verse four because it's gonna talk about the difference between depending, in riches and then depending on your integrity and God really wants our character to uh, to shine past everything in our life because I've seen it before where someone comes to, you know, offer themselves for a job and they talk about their uh, degrees, they talk about where they graduated from, they talk about their resume and all these other things, but someone comes along with integrity and oftentimes they're hired even when they don't have a great background. It's integrity that will carry them through. It's integrity that holds you in your life. And you find this integrity is almost like the value of finances in that regular finances of this earth can only go so far, but integrity, integrity, is riches beyond the natural riches of this earth. Proverbs 11:4 four tells us this. It said, riches do not profit in the day of wrath. Man, when you got people angry at you coming after you, it doesn't matter how much money you offer. They're just after your destruction. But it goes on to say, but righteousness or integrity delivers from death. And this is talking about that there've been times when people have been put up for death and all this, and, but yet their integrity is what delivered them in the end, not the amount of money they had. Because oftentimes if you spend money trying to buy influence, it's never enough because after a while they come back for more, they come back for more but your integrity is what carries you through in every situation. And so much of what I'm gonna be saying not only applies to families, it's gonna to apply to uh, businesses too. And in essence, God loves business. And so really we're gonna talk about what makes a successful business. Many of you are a business owners. Many of you work for great businesses. You might be even a general manager. You might even be a, uh, someone that works on the president, you know, a vice president or whatever it may be. You may be a department head, but the point comes back to taking care of people, whether it's a small department of three or four people or, well, or else, if it's the whole corporation, it comes back to this: integrity is what will get you in the door, and integrity is what will take you to the top, far above anything else. I think in the in the Bible of Joseph, what a man of integrity! That no matter what came his way, he stuck with integrity, even when he was having to be sent to prison for it. Ended up in the dungeon over it, he still stuck with his integrity. And what delivered him from death, what delivered him from that dungeon, was his integrity, and got him an audience before Pharaoh, and then eventually made him the second under Pharaoh right under Pharaoh he ran the nation and again we see this because of what integrity he didn't flaunt his degrees he didn't flaunt what his background was he just was a man of integrity and it never changed so we come back to it and I'm going to talk a little bit about business to start with because you know I managed a couple of stores I was in business they weren't my they weren't my stores I managed them for for a, a large corporation then for a small corporation in Tulsa I managed these uh, two stores. And so, again, I know it's like to have people under me, but I know it's like also to have integrity, that uh, when you have integrity at the top and, uh, you know, the person running the business, I was the one in essence running the business, not the owner of it. But yet on the other hand, by running it with integrity, you leave a trail behind you. And even people today who worked for me back then that are still alive, of course, come to me. In fact, one who was working for me, I witnessed him quite often. He was my associate manager, sent from the corporate offices in Kansas City. They sent him to Tulsa, to work for me but man this guy was something else i mean this guy was in the bars every night running around with women all the time and even though he was married he would you know try to take anybody out uh, that worked in the in the off in the offices there where i was so we just, this man was constantly that way. But there came a day when I was pastoring the church many years later that I gave an invitation for salvation and hands went up and uh, this guy came down, but I didn't recognize him. He was that man and he, his life had fallen apart. I mean, everything had gone wrong. He'd lost the money he had and he came down and gave his life to Jesus. He looked at me and said, Do you remember me? And I said, no. And when he told me his name, I said, oh my goodness. He said, yes. he said, yes. He said, I never forgot what you said. And I've come in today to receive Jesus as my savior. He ended up marrying a woman from our congregation. They had a wonderful marriage. Then he went on to be with the Lord later on. But again, this comes back to that, leaving that life of integrity and you leave an everlasting mark and uh, that type of, of life before the Lord. And Adam was the first businessman in the word of God. All right, Adam began his business with only himself and God, because why? At the time, Eve wasn't there with him. God didn't bring Eve along until after he had tended the garden and named all the animals. Then he created the woman and uh, gave her to Adam. But Adam began his business with only himself and God. Integrity starts with accountability to God. No one else around you. You aren't making your integrity known to the person next to you or the associate. Listen, when you start anything, it's just you and God. And so integrity begins with accountability to God. And the next of all, integrity is with yourself. There was just two people present or two beings present. That was Adam and God. His integrity started with God, then it turned to himself. And then after that, your integrity is with others. It, It comes back to this too. Adam's business was to till the ground. All business comes from the ground. God was setting down a precedent in the beginning. Every business you have, whether it's in plastics or whether it's electricity or no matter what you have and you're making it, whether you deal with metals or, or whatever product you sell, Everything comes from the ground, and so uh, he was in essence tilling and setting forth that precedent before everybody that the only place where things will multiply in this earth is from the ground. And no matter what you get, listen, you know, trees don't charge anything. You you make things out of trees, you make lumber and all this, you know. And really, the trees didn't charge anything to grow. It's what it takes to cut it down, and we pay people to bring it to us. And this is what God is simply saying with money. God sent money everywhere in this earth. It's all set up in the treasures that are around us all the time to harvest those things that come from the ground and then sell them. And then again, God is the one who brings it. And when God brings it to us, it basically costs nothing. And the earth is that way. I mean, you take a tree today, you know where that tree came from? It actually started back in the garden. The original trees were there and trees and trees and trees and trees kept coming after that. It's that trees can multiply by themselves. And so it is in business, we learn to take what's already there. And that's why I don't understand what people say today. You know, we're cutting down too many trees. We need more trees. We've got tons of trees. And trees can replenish themselves. And and some corporations that cut down a tree plant three in their place. So again, we see that, but that's what the earth is designed for. God simply said that. And I guarantee there's going to come a day in the millennium. We will not run out of anything in this earth. We'll have plenty of water. We'll have plenty of rain. We'll have plenty of trees. We'll have plenty of food. All these things that people around us today are telling us, well, we're going to run out of these things because, you know, there's just too many people here on the earth. And during the millennium, there will be a population explosion on the earth as death will be gone and people will live to ripe old ages and children and grandchildren, -grandchildren great-grandchildren, great-great-grandchildren, we'll keep going down the list of things here. And Deuteronomy chapter eight and verse 18 tells us this, you shall remember the Lord your God. It's he who gives you the power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swore unto your fathers. And God loves his people to prosper and he loves generosity. This is why God blesses us. The reason for a Christian to be in business is to promote the gospel. That's the bottom line of it. And it says, he gives you power to get wealth that he may establish his covenant, which he swore to your fathers. The covenant that God wants us to work with in this earth is spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I like to look at it this way, is that business stands at the border of the church and the world. The church and the world are almost opposites of each other, but there's someone that stands at the border and it's christian businesses who know how to take the wealth of the world and transfer it into the church of the lord jesus christ and they do it through tithes and offerings and there are, there's actually uh businesses established rg laterno many years ago wanted to live and told the lord he and his wife made a covenant with god that you know we're starting out with what we need right now the money coming in but we want to get to a point not too long from now where we can live off the 10% and give 90% to god it was called reverse tithing and so they did that and got to that point where they were some of the largest funders of the gospel in the world. And they said even the 10% they lived off of was more than enough to meet every need they had. So the reason for a Christian in business is to promote the gospel. Business stands again at the borders of the church and the world. And business is like a bridge that brings the wealth of the sinner into the hands of the just, fulfilling Proverbs chapter 13 and verse 22. So every time you tithe or give money to the work of God, you cause this verse, Proverbs 13, that the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just, that God said, this is how it comes in through people who understand the world system of money, but the end result is to bring it into the church and into the gospel so the gospel can be spread. So you may not own your own business or you may just work for a company, but you have business dealings with people every single day. Integrity is moral uprightness. It's a principled life. It's a life of honesty before the Lord. The Lord hates cheating, but he delights in honesty. This is the, this is the word of God for you. In fact, Proverbs 11, 1 says this, a false balance is an abomination to the Lord, but a just weight is his delight. God doesn't like it whenever you cheat people in business and you do it only for yourself. Understand this. God doesn't mind giving you money. He just doesn't want money to be your God. It's not money that's evil. It's the love of money that is, uh, that God says is wrong. It's not riches. It's the deceitfulness of riches that God doesn't want to to enter into your heart. If you look at money as a means of spreading the gospel, right then you've got God's attention. If you look at it as a means of I'm going to be integ- I'm going to be a person of integrity with the people come in here, even if it means I have to take a loss, and even if it means the person coming against me is wrong, and I know they're wrong, I'm simply going to do it. I'm going to do it because it's right to do it. Ian, that person's gonna to have to stand before God one day. And that's why a just or an accurate balance is a synonym in that verse of scripture, Proverbs 11, 1. A false balance is an abomination to the Lord, but a just weight is his delight. So a just balance is a synonym for integrity of the heart. Integrity in business, family, Friendship or church begins with personal integrity before God. Your personal balances have to be just before you ever deal with people. How you deal with your own life is how you're gonna deal with other people's lives. And if you are totally self-centered, if everything you're looking for is how you can heap it on yourself, then you're gonna look at those people as an object of somehow taking money from them. And this verse is saying, no, you're doing that person a service. They should walk out and say, I'm glad you have this business because without you, I couldn't have got this product. So many scriptures tell us to be honest in our dealings with others. Leviticus chapter 19 and verse 35 says, "'You shall not be unrighteous in judgment, "'in length, in weight, or in volume. This is talking about business and the weight of things, the volume of things, and what we sell. All this other stuff is simply saying, don't put your finger on the scales where they can't see it. And you're doing that back there to simply mean you're going to get more money out of it. And so this verse reminded Israel how they were treated in Egypt. They were not treated correctly. There was no integrity there. Everything was done for the Egyptians. So they would work these people in the ground, even watch them die in front of them, but they didn't care about others. They only cared about themselves. Don't let that enter into your life because that's the opposite of the Lord Jesus Christ. He came into this earth to die for the sins of the world, to bring us into heaven. And angels rejoice over one sinner that repents and receives Jesus as our Savior and Lord. So we should hate cheating. Why? Because we've been cheated ourselves. That's what the Israelites were to do. It was to hate being treated wrong because Egyptians did to them and they want to turn around, begin to treat people correctly. I'll see you right after halftime.
1: Many Christians are quick to confess all that they are, all that they have, and all they can do. They appear to overflow in knowledge of righteousness, healing, authority, and many other spiritual truths. Yet, for all this spiritual knowledge, many of these same people are foolish and unlearned when it comes to the practical things of Christian life. As James said, my brethren, these things ought not be so. The book of Proverbs is a prime source of the wisdom we need for daily existence and a close study of it is well worth our time and attention. In Proverbs, Wisdom for Today, Bob Yandian discusses what wisdom is, its benefits, how to find it, where it comes from, and how to receive it in order to help you live a life of wisdom. To order Proverbs, Wisdom for Today, go to bobyandian.com. at BobYandian.com and click on partnership.
0: Hi, this is Pastor Bob Yandian. Many years ago, I wrote the book called God's Word to Pastors and now I have updated it. Many new things I have seen from the Word of God applied into this book and you're gonna be greatly blessed by it. I'm called to be a pastor. I trust you are too. And you will wanna get this book and become greatly impressed by what Paul had to say to pastors in Acts chapter 20 as well as what Jesus Christ has to say to you today. This is my book, God's Word to Pastors. To order your copy, visit our website at bobyendian.com. I want you to turn with me to Deuteronomy chapter 25. We're gonna take a look at verses 13 through 15. And uh, while you're finding that, I simply wanna again comment on the book that I have on the book of Proverbs. Again, I wrote this book about my insights in the book of Proverbs, but the book of Proverbs stands by itself. Even if you don't have my book, you have the book of Proverbs from the Word of God. I was at a church just a few months ago and one member of the congregation came to me and said he'd read through my book on Proverbs and what a great delight it was. He said, there's a man in this church. And he said, this man had failed in two businesses. And he said, when he started attending the church, he said he was a little down on himself. And he said, but the thing that kept encouraging him was other people have been down in their business too. And they failed many times, but they keep getting back up and going on. And the man told him that. So what this man told him said, no, let me give you a a recommendation here. He says, perhaps you don't have enough of the right information. He said, why don't you do this? He said, are you a Christian? The man said, yes, I'm a Christian. He said, why don't you take the book of Proverbs and read a chapter a day? There's 30 chapters in there. So you can you can go through an entire month and then start again the next month. Every day, read one chapter of the book of Proverbs. And when you come back to chapter one again, you'll find new things you didn't find. And same thing with chapter two and three. Then the third time you come back, the fourth time, because there's so much there, you'll think, why did, how did I miss that before? He says, if you do that every day, he said, watch your life begin to change. He said, today, the man is a multimillionaire. Because just of the book of Proverbs found in the word of God, I can see some of the wheels turning in your head right now. Why didn't I ever think about that? Solomon wrote it from what his father told him, his father got it from God himself. So it comes back to this. Was uh, King Solomon a prosperous man? Yes. Did he have good integrity? Yes. In fact, he's the one that came up with so much wisdom. And even Jesus said of this man, even though he had a thousand women, 700 wives and 300 mistresses, even though he had that and and got off track so far, yet Jesus said of himself, he said, he said, next to myself, he said, Solomon was the wisest man who was ever in this earth. So perhaps you ought to avail yourself of the book of Proverbs. Of course, get my book because it'll add to it too. But anyway, Deuteronomy chapter 25 verses 13 through 15 says this, you shall not have in your bag different weights, a large and a small. You shall not have in your house different measures of large and small, and you shall have a perfect and just weight, a perfect and just measure shall you have, that your days may be lengthened in the land which the Lord your God gives you. This verse says not only should you have integrity in your business, you should have integrity in the home, not only with yourself, but your wife does the same thing, your children does the same thing, and that is you live your life out of integrity toward God and integrity toward people. And again, like I have said, you may not hear the voice of the Holy Spirit, you may not a to think of a scripture at the moment, but what would integrity do? Integrity can be your guide. In fact, that's what the second day of this broadcast is gonna get into, that integrity is a guide for your life that you can look to. And even people who are not saved, even people who don't know Jesus as their Lord and Savior have fallen back on what would integrity do. And we've had people who are sinners in this land, sinners in this earth, who have built their life around integrity and a respect for other people that have started businesses. I don't know if they've ever gone to heaven or not, Their good works won't get them there. I trust they put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ, but integrity works for both sinners and saints, and what I'm telling you is if you follow after God, your integrity will even be greater and grow in the years to come. That's what Deuteronomy chapter 25, verses 13 through 15 is telling us. Integrity was not only in business, but also in the home in this verse of scripture. Integrity is our dealings, and it adds years to our life on earth. By operating integrity, I can simply tell you that you have a clear conscience. Boy, a clear conscience will certainly add years to your life. Those who constantly have inside of themselves, You know, anger, bitterness, or things like that, or feel like they were cheated, or they're carrying those grudges in their life. They're not going to live very long because those things will eat you up. But integrity adds years to your life. And again, we find it here. Job asked the Lord to check his heart. In other words, he came in his own life and said, Lord, would you check my heart? I want to hear from you. If there's something wrong in my heart I'm not seeing, let me have it. Job chapter 31 tells us this. It says in verses five and six, if I have walked with vanity, the word vanity here means in falsehood. If that occurred, Lord, and I didn't see it, and for a moment I was thinking only of myself and went on and forgot about that, would you remind me? He says in verse five, if I have walked with vanity, that's falsehood, or if my foot has rushed to deceit, let me be weighed in an even balance. Lord, I don't want people to judge me. I want you to judge me because you always have a perfectly accurate balance." He said, let me be weighed in an even balance that God may know my integrity. He said, I stand first of all, not before people, I stand before God. If I'm okay with you, God, I can get that way with people. Maybe not everybody, but most of them I can. And the good thing is, is whenever you've done wrong in your life, get it right between you and God, first of all. Once it is, there may be people mad at you that will carry grudges for years, but after a long period of time, they'll actually have to say, you know what? I think he did. I think he did change. I think she did change. And they became more of an honest person. I didn't believe it because I was one of those that were ripped off, but you know what? I can actually see it in them. And it comes back to this, what makes you such a great person that you never have to apologize and you never have to ask God to forgive you, or you've never asked God to judge your heart and examine you. So a great way to prosper, be honest. God will prosper you. I've often heard this in business. In fact, a businessman told me this one time. He said, you hear all these ads on there and people say, how am I gonna grow my business? Well, I think I'll advertise on the radio. Ooh, I think I'll advertise on television. And we put these ads on there, but you know what causes people not to trust you anymore? The first time they call you, you say you're gonna show up and then you don't show up. In other words, you don't keep your word. Keeping your word is a very important thing to do. In fact, What good does it do to spend all that money on an ad for for the radio or the newspaper or be on television and you don't keep your word? Let me say this, without going on television, without going in the newspapers and without going on radio, you can grow your business by being honest. You know why? Word of mouth. Jesus didn't advertise his ministry on television, radio, or put in the newspaper. He didn't do, they didn't tack up things on telephone poles and say, hey, I'm an honest man, come hear my teaching. No, Jesus just taught the word, healed people, and loved people, and the word spread everywhere, and his reputation went everywhere. So much so that the Bible says there was not only multitudes that followed him, but great multitudes. I looked up one time in a commentary, they're talking about the difference between when multitudes followed him and great multitudes followed him. They said multitudes could mean anywhere from 10 to 15,000, but great multitudes were over 100,000 people following him at a time. So a great way to prosper, be honest. Boy, that'll get your reputation around there because the first time people are treated honestly, and then they tell somebody else about the honesty that you have, it begins to spread because that's what people are looking for. They're looking for integrity. Proverbs chapter 16 and verse 11 says this, a just weight and a balance belong to the Lord. All the weights in the bags are his work. It simply says, look at the job as if God is your business partner and he wants to be your business partner. In other words, instead of setting up a a sub-business where you've got a partner over here and you don't know much about that person, and a lot of times people make a business partner out of somebody that, you know, that they've got degrees, they've got business background, and all this kind of stuff. Look for somebody that has integrity. Look for somebody that's honest in the first place, because this person may be just using you and you think you've got a good person here and you think they are in business to bless you. No, they're in business to bless themselves. And so again, Proverbs 16, 11, a just weight and a balance are really from the Lord. They belong to him. You're in business, first of all, between you and the Lord, just like Adam was in God. God. They were in business together because there was no one else around. When you start your business, act like it's only you and God. And then as you add people, make sure you add people of integrity that know Jesus as Lord and Savior, because again, it will cut down a whole lot of things. I was with a group of people one time. These were musicians. These were Christian musicians that asked me to come and speak when they all got together once a year and they would come and pray and get ideas for songs and all that. But they always ask a minister to come and speak to them. And as I sat there, all I heard was this and that and this and that about how evil this thing was and how bad they were treated here and all this stuff. And they had people working for them. And I said, wait a minute, can I say something? Are these people stealing from you? They said, well, no kidding. They're stealing from us. I said, well, where'd you get them? Well, I said, well, they said they're Christians. They said they love the Lord. And where else are we supposed to get people from? And so I asked him a question before that. I said, where do you guys live? One guy said, well, I have a, a home up on a mountain. I got the most beautiful view. The other ones by the sea, you know, and they said, I'm out there by the ocean. I said, why do you live in those places? They said, well, why not? They said, we're out on the road. We're tired. When we come back, we want to see the beauty of nature around us. I said, why not come back to a church? Do you guys actually go to church? They said, well, no, our ministry is a church. When we're out there singing, this is the ministry we have. I said, no, it's not. I said, that's your work. I said, but you need to come back to a church. I said, you want to find people that will uh, treat you right? Come and talk to your pastor and say, is there people here at this church that I need? I need to hire some people. Can you recommend some people of honesty and integrity? I said, that's where you start by somebody that knows knows the people and knows you. And they looked at me like, what planet did I land from? I said, you do that and you're gonna be, again, a whole lot better down the road and people won't be stealing from you, lying to you, and uh, spreading bad things about you. It simply means this, stay honest with God and you will prosper. And God will work for you. God will bless you. God will work in your business, even while you're on vacation or while you sleep. Because what? You don't need to try to prosper yourself. Proverbs chapter 11 and verse 2 says, When pride comes, then comes shame. But with the humble comes wisdom. Integrity brings guidance. Proverbs 11:3. the integrity of the upright shall guide them, but the perverseness or the falsehood or the lies of transgressors will destroy them. In that same proverb, verses 5 and 6, the righteousness of the perfect. This is the, perf- the person that follows God as closely as possible. We could use the word mature in there. The righteousness of a mature person shall direct his ways, but the wicked shall fall by his own wickedness. The righteousness of the upright shall deliver them, but the transgressors shall be taken in their own iniquity. Integrity can guide you without seeking a scripture or even without prayer. Although seeking scripture is wonderful and prayer should be important. But integrity, if you don't hear from the Lord and can't think of a scripture, just simply follow integrity. You're not led by Wall Street Journal, but by integrity. Are you either being led by integrity or you're being led by greed? Think about that. I'd rather be led by integrity. Greed will bring guilt, sorrow, eventual destruction, but integrity brings joy, peace, spiritual stability, and maturity, and on top of that, a long life. Psalm 25 and verse 21, let integrity and uprightness preserve me, for I wait on you. Psalm 26 and verse one, judge me, O Lord, for I have walked in my integrity. I have trusted also in the Lord, therefore I shall not waver. Proverbs 13, six, righteousness sustains him that is upright in the way, but wickedness overthrows the sinner. Proverbs 28 and verse 18, whoever walks in uprightness shall be spared, but he that is perverse in his way shall fall at once. Let this be your confession. You make, make confessions each day. And you know what? At the start of the day, make a confession to choose to walk in integrity and say this, I choose today to walk in integrity in my dealings with others. My balances will be accurate, my heart right before God and men. The Lord hates cheating, but delights in honesty. I will have a reputation of honesty before God, my family, and the world. As I deal in integrity, God will work for me and prosper me. Integrity will be my guide, leading me to do whatever is honorable. Righteousness and honesty will deliver and preserve me from the traps that others fall into. God has promised me, if I would be a person of integrity, I will live a long time on the earth and enjoy the land that God has given to me. I trust it's been a blessing to you. We'll continue this tomorrow. You can order resources, become a partner,
1: or browse free articles and podcasts by visiting our website at bobyandian.com.